Hey, Lighthouse Niagara family, this is Pastor Joel Sloss. I hope that the message you received today blesses you so, so much. Someone needs to hear this. If this is you, make sure you're paying attention. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 35, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brothers or sisters who sin against me? Up to seven times? And we all know the answer that Jesus said. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wants to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. And that was a common thing in the Old Testament, by the way. Most times when it talks about slavery, they were enslaved because they owed a lot of money. When the servant went out, he found, or sorry, at that the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. Now listen. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. What God's trying to make us realize here is that He has forgiven us for everything that we've ever done. We need to reciprocate that to those who have wronged us. We need to forgive those who have trespassed against us, who have wronged us. I want to point out, first of all, that there is no except for's. Every time Jesus talks about us forgiving our brothers or forgiving anybody who's wronged us, there is never an except for. Unless they did this to you, then you don't have to forgive them. Nowhere in Scripture is there an except for. It's just forgive. And maybe some of you have been hurt very, very grievously. I know some terrible things have been done by people. You still need to forgive. Let's start with our own brothers and sisters in Christ. What do we do when we've been wronged by one of our brothers or sisters? And it happens. And silly people leave the church over it. Oh, I was hurt. Don't get, that's a whole other sermon. (laughs) Get over it. What's your first instinct? When someone hurts you, I know what my first instinct is. My first instinct is to go and tell someone else, do you know what this idiot did? That's my first instinct, right? I want somebody on my side. I want somebody to realize how badly I've been treated. Do you you know what they did to me? Oh my goodness. That's the flesh. But scripture says in Matthew 18, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. So you're supposed to go to your brother or sister who has wronged you by yourself and say, listen, you've wronged me, and I'm offended, or I'm hurt by this. Do you realize, and I know people who have been hurt, 
And the person who did it has no idea that they're offended or hurt by that person. Something was said, oh, it hurt me. Listen, I guarantee you, if I haven't offended you, stick around. All right? I say lots of things I shouldn't say. If I do offend you, please come and tell me. That's what it says right here. Go to your brother, tell them you've been hurt. We're not supposed to go talk to others. We're supposed to go straight to the source. If they listen to you, you have won them over. And actually, that's a great relationship-building moment if you can go and say, listen, you know what? You said something that you probably shouldn't have said or you did something you probably shouldn't have done or didn't do something you were supposed to do. Whatever the case may be, you go and you tell your brother or your sister and then they reconcile with you. Your relationship is that much stronger. If they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. All right, so this is after you've gone by yourself. Now you've, you've gone, you've said, you've done this, you need to apologize or make right. And they say, no, no, for whatever reason. So now you go and you tell Aaron and you tell me, and then Aaron and I go, what are you talking about? Because you may realize that you got offended or weren't wronged, you just think in your head that you were. But if you were, then the two or three of you, you go to that person again and you say, listen, you need to make this right. If they still refuse to listen, so this is now you've gone to them by yourself, now you've got a couple of friends, you've told them what happened and they said, yes, you're in the right, they're in the wrong, we need to go speak to this person. They still refuse to listen. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. All right? So this is someone that will not budge. I know none of you would be like that, so. So we need to forgive. Forgiveness actually is beneficial for us. All right? Every law that God has given... Old Testament, New Testament, every law, everything that God has given is for our benefit. God is not a killjoy, right? God does not give us these laws and say, good luck. Like, oh, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that, do that, just because. No, every one, every single one has a purpose. Don't have sex outside of marriage. Did you know that 75% of people will have a STD in Canada? 75% at some point will have a sexually transmitted disease. You sure you want to sleep around? Chances are. A lot of times, especially for women, they don't even know they have it until they can't have kids. So God gave us that rule for a reason. God gives us all the rules for a reason. It's for our benefit. Studies have found, so they've done lots of studies on this, they found that the act of forgiveness is good for your health. It lowers the risk of heart attack, improves cholesterol levels, helps you sleep, it reduces pain, blood pressure, levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. Those are all good things not to have, are they not? So then... On the other side of that, chronic anger puts you into a fight-or-flight mode, which results in numerous changes in heart rate, blood pressure, immune response, 
which then increase the risk of depression, heart disease, diabetes, among other things. By carrying around that unforgiveness, by carrying around that bitterness, that anger, that hatred, you're poisoning yourself because you refuse to let go of those feelings. And again, Scripture doesn't say unless they did this. It's always forgive. And it's because you need to do it for your benefit, for your health. Forgiveness calms stress levels and it leads to improved health. Now, forgiveness might seem challenging, especially if you've been really, really hurt. And I don't know where some of you come from. I don't know some of your backgrounds. I don't know what's happened. I know a lot of people have been really, really hurt by others. So forgiveness might, might seem like a challenge. Part of that is because forgiveness is misunderstood. Forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. That's not forgiveness. All right? Forgiveness isn't implying that the pain they caused was no big deal. It really wasn't. It was no big deal. If you've suffered pain, you've suffered pain. Forgiveness is not just resuming the relationship as if nothing happened. That's not forgiveness. In reality, forgiveness means choosing to let go of your anger, hurt, and desire for vengeance. They got to pay. And until they pay, I can't forgive them. Imagine if God had that attitude with us. You're going to accept what happened. It's now in the past. You recognize that people make mistakes and begin cultivating compassion instead of vengeance. Okay? Forgiveness is not just saying the words. You can't just say, okay, I forgive them. That's, that's just saying the words. You haven't really forgiven them. You're still carrying around that stuff in your heart. It's actually an active process in which you make a conscious decision to let go of negative feelings, whether the person deserves it or not. This is key. Whether the person deserves it or not. If the person doesn't deserve it, if the person doesn't accept it, they don't care if you forgive them or not, doesn't matter. You still need to forgive. Look at me getting messages here. Oh, apparently the weather statement has ended. All right. Forgiveness, whether they deserve it or not, it's a choice. You were choosing to offer compassion and empathy to the person who wronged you. Now, it's going to take some work, all right? I'm trying to make this practical. I'm trying because it's easy to say we need to forgive, but what does that practically look like? What does forgiveness actually look like? All right? Well, look at, look at God. When God forgave us, those sins were thrown as far as east is from west. And now he loves us. Even though we are his enemies, he loves us. You may never understand why someone did something to you. You may not understand. But it requires, you're required to look at your anger and your pain and choose to let it go. Especially that desire for vengeance. You have to let that go. And it is a conscious decision. It usually involves developing some understanding of what the other person uh, and their circumstances, all right? We can't truly forgive someone without empathy and compassion for the person we're forgiving. 
Oftentimes, that person has done something because of something in their life. The majority, the vast majority of people who sexually abuse someone have been sexually abused themselves. That is not an excuse. And you're not giving them an excuse. But you are trying to understand. Right? We're trying to understand why that person did whatever it is they did to me. So perhaps they were abused. Perhaps that's what they saw growing up. Maybe they came from an alcoholic family. There are so many things. You almost need to put yourself in their shoes to understand. Maybe they have anger and rage issues because of things that have gone on in their life, and so they lash out, and you were in the way. But as we start to understand why or where they came from, it's a little easier to forgive. We start to empathize with them. We start to understand. And again, this is not to excuse the behavior. But unless we actually empathize and have compassion for that person, we can't truly forgive them. All right, forgiveness, it's going to help us heal. Holding on to resentment can sour you and keep you from finding peace. You really will not have true peace if you have that bitterness, all right? I know people in there very, very late in life who have held on to bitterness, and the longer they hold on to it, the worse it gets. And something that happened 40 years ago. When you forgive, you're not saying what someone did was okay. We are never saying what they did was okay. That's not forgiveness. Instead, we're letting go of the emotions that we have because of that. It allows us to let go of the pain and continue with a a lighter heart. In other words, forgiveness enables you to begin moving away from your anger and resentment, and, and that starts to seep into all areas of your life after a while. If you are unforgiving, it will actually start to affect your other relationships. Harboring anger towards someone who hurts you doesn't just affect you, it affects your relationships with everyone around you. Grudges, angry feelings, they'll eventually overflow, and you're going to have a short temper, even with those who you love. You're going to struggle to trust people, right? I trusted someone, I got hurt. Okay, well, forgive them, and then you can trust again. I... I know someone who has major trust issues, and it's actually pretty ugly because they, they, they can't trust anybody, and so the opposite happens. They distrust everybody. Those are not normal relationships. You need to be able to trust people, you need be, especially your spouse. And this person did not trust her spouse. She did not trust anybody. And it it was ugly. You're going to have difficulty building new relationships if you don't forgive others. Have you guys been around people who are unforgiving, who are holding grudges and bitter? They're not really a lot of fun to be around. For the most part, they're just not fun to be around. 
try to avoid them myself. Don't let that be us. And, and we really need to take an, an, a look in our own hearts to make sure that there's not unforgiveness there. I know very closely someone who talks about, oh, people got to learn to forgive. People are so bitter, and they're the most bitter person I know. So they, they won't look into themselves and realize they're not forgiving people. So you might be sitting here tonight listening to this message thinking, yep, yep, right? But look at yourself. Is there someone who's hurt you who you have not forgiven? I'll never forgive that. I'll never forgive them for what they did. You need to let that go. You need to check your own heart. I guarantee that everyone in this room has been hurt by someone. Everyone has been hurt by someone. Check your heart. Let it go. Let go of the need for vengeance. Let go of the anger, the resentment. And start to build empathy and compassion for that person. Want a really good start on that? Start to pray for that person. Start to pray for the person that hurt you. And not a, oh, Lord, take them down. Okay, that's not, that's probably not the way to go about it. Forgiveness can help you reconcile. First, it's important to understand that you can forgive someone without resuming contact with that person or starting a relationship back up with that person. There are cases where you've been really badly hurt. You do not need to go to that person and say anything. All right? You certainly don't need to put yourself in that situation to get hurt again. All right? That's just stupidity. Don't do it. But you still need to forgive them. You can forgive them without having that same relationship that you had before. Depending on the circumstances, you may even need to avoid contact with that person. But you still need to forgive them. I'm sure everybody's heard the, the adage that hating someone for what they've done is like you taking poison and hoping it poisons them. That's not how it works. Your unforgiveness is poisoning you. Now, everyone makes mistakes. If everybody in this room has been hurt, and I know you have, I guarantee everyone in this room has hurt someone. Except maybe Glenda. We've all hurt someone. Sometimes not even realizing it. Sometimes we do realize it. We lash out, we act out, we do something stupid. I'm pretty good at being known for doing something stupid. So we also need to seek forgiveness in that case. All right? When I first got saved, there were... I came from a pretty heavy background. And I had wronged some people very, very badly. And the Lord actually started to impress on me 
I don't know, within a year probably of being saved, that I needed to make right with certain people. And I had to go and apologize. Whether they accepted that apology or not was not up to me. And, and I praise the Lord that, that they did accept the apology. They were able to overcome and they were able to forgive. See, because I want them not to be having that bitterness to me because I'm ruining their life from something I did. I want them to be able to not carry that need for vengeance or that anger or that resentment to, towards me. If you've wronged someone, you need to go and make it right. And the Lord will impress that upon you. He will tell you, make this right. And it could be from 20 years ago. Because mine was from quite a ways back. Before I got saved, I had done some stuff, and I had to go and apologize. It wasn't easy to do. A lot of times God asks us to do stuff that's not overly easy, but we still do it. I guarantee that going to the cross wasn't easy to do either. But Christ still did it. It's for, it was for their benefit that I needed to go and apologize. Because I don't want, I don't want people to go through life hurt because of me and stuff I've done or stuff I've said or the way I've acted. And again, if I, have, if I have offended anybody, please come and tell me. I will make right. And don't be afraid to go and tell someone. When, if you've been hurt, go and tell them that you've been hurt. All right. So, everyone makes mistakes. When a loved one hurts you, forgiving them can actually open the door to relationship repair. In many cases, the acts of forgiveness can help someone who inadvertently caused pain to realize how they hurt you, and it can be a growing thing for them, right? So if you come and say, Don, you said this, and it really offended me, Don can learn not to say that. Because Don doesn't have a very good filter. Actually, my filter is sort of backwards because it says, oh, this would be good, I'm going to say it. <laughs> when it should be saying, Don, don't say that, my filter saying, oh, yeah, say that one. All right, forgiveness may not mend your relationship, but it is a good start. It is a good start. So how do we forgive? Again, let's get practical here. How do we forgive someone? First of all, we need to reflect and remember all right? We don't just try and block that out of our memory, the thing that happened. We need to actually reflect on it. It includes the event themselves. Think about the event, how, how you reacted, how you felt, how the anger and the hurt have affected you since then. What's it, what's it done to your life since then? Then you need to empathize with that person, and we already touched on this. You need to under, try to understand why that person did what they did. There are, there are wicked people in this world, but they're not everybody. Usually if someone's hurt you, they haven't done it on purpose. All right? Or they're lashing out because they've been hurt. Again, we're trying to figure out or trying to empathize with, put ourselves in their shoes so that we can forgive them. It makes it easier to forgive them if we understand them, if we understand why they did what they did, why they said what they said. 
Don't try to figure out what I say. Forgive deeply. Now, there's been some studies done. Simply forgiving someone because you think you have no other alternative or because you think your religion requires it will actually bring some healing. It will actually bring some healing. The studies say that if you forgive because God told me to and that's the only reason, it'll actually bring some healing. But those people who forgive in part from understanding that no one's perfect, that people make mistakes, and they empathize with that person, were able to resume a normal relationship with the other person, even if that person never apologized. Those who only forgave in an effort to salvage the relationship end up in a worse relationship. So the forgiveness has to be for the right reasons. Yes, God told us to forgive. But to forgive deeply, to truly forgive is what God wants us to do, just as He truly forgave us. He doesn't keep bringing it up. Praise the Lord, eh? If you've truly forgiven someone, you don't keep throwing it back in their face. Every time they tick you off or do something wrong or you just got up on the wrong side of bed that morning or somebody ate your Wheaties or whatever it is, you don't keep throwing it back in their face. Yeah, but you did this, remember? You've forgiven them. God never throws back my sins in my face, never. Satan tries to. I don't listen. I've been forgiven. Let go of expectations. All right? As we're forgiving, let go of expectations. You may or may not get an apology. But if you don't expect one, whether he does or not, whether she does or not, it doesn't matter. Again, this is for us. Forgiving helps us. It's not about the person that hurt you. It helps us physically, spiritually, mentally, always. You need to decide to forgive. Once you make that choice, you need to seal it with an action. You can go and talk to the person. Could be interesting. Yeah, I've forgiven you. For what? That's why we need to first go and say, you've hurt me. This is how you've hurt me. But you know what? I understand and I forgive you. And don't do it with a holier-than-thou attitude. In humbleness, realizing that I am forgiven, who am I not to forgive? Amazing grace. You might not be able to talk to the person. Again, it may be someone's in jail, someone who has passed away, whatever the case may be, someone that you do not want to have contact with again because of what happened. Then journal about it. Write about your forgiveness. Or go talk to someone about it. Just make it real. Make your forgiveness real to yourself. And while we're forgiving, we need to make sure we forgive ourselves. 
we need to make sure we forgive ourselves because we're all screw-ups, except Matt. We are all screw-ups, and Satan would like nothing more than us to live in that. One of the biggest sins, I think, that people in the church have is they don't forgive themselves after Christ has forgiven them. If Jesus Christ has forgiven you, who are you not to forgive you? Forgive yourself. Yeah, you screwed up. Man, I've done stuff that I have no right to be forgiven for. I was not a nice guy. And yet God, in His grace and His love, forgave me. And so I've forgiven myself. I realized that that person didn't know Christ and that person was living in the flesh and doing what sinners do. He sinned again and again and again and again. But God said, Don, I forgive you. I remember the weight that I had no idea was there. I can remember physically feeling a weight come off me when I gave my life to Christ. It was actually a physical feeling of this weight coming off my shoulders as I stood at the floor of Cops Coliseum and wept like a little girl. Sorry, is that sexist? Like a little boy. Stood there and wept, and I felt this weight go off as I, forg- as I gave my life to Christ, and He forgave me. And so I forgave myself. It doesn't mean everything I did was right. It was wrong. The things I did were wrong. But I'm not, carrying, I'm not letting that define who I am now. Right? Don't let your past mistakes define who you are now. All right, committing to forgiveness is just the beginning, though. Memories of your hurt may still resurface after you've decided to forgive. Has anybody, okay, you've all been hurt. Have you forgiven someone and every once in a while, like, the evil one comes and says, remember this? Hey, remember what happened here? Because it happens to me, right? There's hurts that are brought back up that I have forgiven, And we need to hold on to our compassion and our empathy for that person and say, no, no, I have forgiven. I have forgiven. I actually, one of my biggest hurts, I actually was able to understand why that person did what they did. And I was able to let go of the anger and the resentment. I was able to let go of the need for vengeance. Not because I'm anybody special, but God, if God's going to forgive me, who am I not to forgive somebody else? We need to forgive because our salvation depends on it. You do realize that, right? Your salvation depends on you forgiving others. Scripture? Okay, let's, let's look at Scripture. Matthew 6, Jesus is doing the Lord's Prayer. And as a matter of fact, you'll see this every time the, in the Gospels where Jesus does the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our day, today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. It's a beautiful prayer. But then we don't go to verse 14. 
right afterwards, he says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sin. It is a matter of salvation. Will you get into heaven if your sins are not forgiven? Simple question. Will you get into heaven if your sins are not forgiven? And what did Jesus say right there? If you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive you. We need to forgive and truly forgive, not just say the words. We need to truly forgive others. You may need counseling. I don't know how badly you've been hurt. I don't know who's done what to you. You may need counseling. Prayer is awesome. Mother-in-law's, eh? Because he is faithful. But, and there's a testimony right there. Prayer is a, a wonderful weapon. It's truly a wonderful weapon. You want empathy for someone? Start praying for them. Good things for them. Now again, you may need counseling if you've really, really been hurt. Make sure you seek a, a Christian counselor. All right? Don't get filled with the worldly gobbledygook. Because there's a lot of garbage out there. But your Christian counselor will be able to walk you through it and help you to forgive that person. And if, that, if you go to a Christian counselor and they're not telling you that you need to forgive, you need to find a different Christian counselor. Not all who say to me, Lord, Lord. Not everyone who calls himself a Christian is a Christian. Make sure they're going by the Word of God, and the Word of God tells us we need to forgive. All right, short and sweet tonight. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you gave a word tonight. Father, I know that uh, each one of us has been hurt, and each one of us has hurt someone. That's our nature. But I know, Lord, that you have overcome Lord, I know that you have shown us amazing grace. And I ask, Father, that we would be able to extend that grace to others as well. Father God, that we would be able to show grace and mercy to those who have wronged us. And Father, for those who are really struggling to forgive, I pray that you would help. Lord God, that you would put in their hearts empathy and compassion for the person who has wronged them. Help us to understand, Lord. Father, I pray that we would see more of you in us. Lord, as we leave this place tonight, I pray a blessing on each, each one that is here. Father, I pray that you would walk with us this week, that we would find time to spend with you, that we would find time to be in your word, to be in prayer. And Father, that we would also find time to fellowship with each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Lighthouse family. Thanks so much for tuning in to another one of our podcast sermons. I'm Pastor Joel Sloss. 
for more podcasts, media, and live stream services at lighthouseniagara.com, Sundays at 10 o'clock. God bless.